Welcome to Gensoki Radio Live, number 126 this evening is March 18th, somewhere in the world, at least where it is here. I am Lunar, we're joined by our co-host DMJ, Hello. who is somewhere here, there we go, and also this evening we have another guest with us, uh, we have one Medukitty who is here, uh, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, Madu Kitty, for those who don't know, is a an award-winning cosplayer. So, so humble. I have to... <laughs> award-winning cosplayer, longtime Toho enthusiast, as well as an idol performer on the side. Uh, we'll be... I'm interested to learn a little bit more about that uh, later on here. Apparently, they're, they're also the head cosplay ambassador at Toho Fest 2023. So, yeah. Got another sort of a Toho Fest connection here. And we're... Uh, you know, it's I, I've I've said this a couple of shows ago, but it's like, yeah, we're all going to Toho Fest, and uh, we're all like listed names somewhere on their website and things. And I just, yeah, it's an interesting thing because like, I'm not used to being in this this position. I, I maybe you might be a little bit more used to like being listed somewhere. If I, from what I gather, you've been in like cosplay competitions and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just like our you know Gensoki radio the, the name is going to be listed someplace it, it is on the website i'm just like yeah it that so that's a thing um <laughs> that's that's about it really what do we got going on tonight we've got uh pretty much the standard fare you know we've got new music this evening from uh, a bunch of different circles actually i ended up going out to the internet uh i've actually had a bunch of like a a small handful of circles i guess who have talked to me over the last uh few months here and finally last night i went out and just got their stuff i you know picked it up from uh, these are all digital copies so pretty much Bandcamp was where i ended up picking them up from so we've got uh some work from akane or also i guess akane the tengu is their url on Bandcamp. uh kodama sounds your boy matoy actually gave us a an album back in december i want to say or it's it's been like two or three months so it's been a bit and also some stuff from Frozen Starfall, who uh, I guess we just haven't picked up anything new from them in a while, so. Good to have more new stuff playing this evening. Uh, the first song we heard this evening was from the album Gensokyo Party Volume 1. That's something from Kodama Sounds. We'll be hearing more from them, as well as the others, for the most part. We've also thrown in some music that we obviously have in our rotation uh some stuff from a1 some stuff from amateras records um and we've also got home gang of gensokyo in there and so you know well actually it kind of depends on how much time we've got to play music because we've got a number of things to talk about this evening so uh we'll uh just kind of jump into it here so all right to to start out dmj i know i kind of caught this in the middle during our first song but uh you guys are talking about like what was it hold on is that someone's phone is that my phone possibly uh you were talking about like apartment maintenance and that kind of thing and i know that this isn't really in the scope of the station or anything but you know we like to kind of catch up with what things are you know what's going on and stuff like that so yeah um what's really 
funny is so we're getting ready for this show and in the process of getting ready i i have to close the door because well i'm gonna be the only one in here i want to make sure everything's like sound ready and everything i come back in and i try to shut the door and it won't shut trying to like lift the door get the door in and then it turns out my door is sagging so i'm trying to like lift the door up to get it in so uh yeah i have to call my maintenance guy in here to get it done it's gonna be a be a fun call and i got a washer machine washer machine coming in next week that's when lowe's said it will be ready but yeah so we're, we're, we're currently in the process of doing this we'll see if this works here uh Everything looks fine on my end, DMJ, so I'm not really sure what's going on there. Okay, what's happening is you go to the website, nothing is moving. You go to click play, it does nothing. Okay, well, we're uh, and, we're good here, yeah. so. Yeah, it's good here, but it, this is not just me. This is uh, there's a lot of people in chat saying that this is a problem. Hmm. Okay. All right, we'll uh, we'll go figure that out. I'm gonna cut into a couple of songs then uh, as we do that. For anyone who misses part of the podcast, these are also available uh, in podcast form, of course. So we'll have that out there, and uh, we'll go figure some stuff out and be back in just a little bit. And so, here we live number one hundred and twenty-six.
Alright, we're back here in Gensoki Radio Live number 126 this evening with DMJ654. I am Lunar, and I guess we're going to do this uh, one more time here. This is going to be a bit odd for our podcast listeners, but we have one guest with us this evening, uh, Madhu Kitty. I guess... Hello. Uh, hello again. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they are an award-winning cosplayer, longtime Toho enthusiast, as well as an idol performer on the side, and they're also the head cosplay ambassador at Toho Fest 2023. So, that is a neat coincidence. I can't imagine how this came about. You know, it's, it's not like we have talked to, you know, the, the event organizer and another cosplay guest and, you know, other other folks who are going to Toho Fest. Anyone out there going to Toho Fest this uh, this April? You know it's just next month, right? Like, there's... Yeah, I know. It's freaking it's me out. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm sitting here, oh, wait, okay. So, actually, this was something I could have told you on the side, but it literally happened, like, this week. So, like, you, you Lunar, you texted me mm-hmm. at the beginning of the week and yep. said, hey, how's your availability looking for the, for the month so we can get all of the guests and stuff i'm like oh yeah it's looking good i talked to my committee person and then abruptly in the middle like in the middle of the shift on tuesday they said oh by the way we're exiting launch full production we're going 11 hour 11 uh 0.5 every day which means i'm working six to six every day and then they immediately like they started handing out papers day shifts work in a bonus day and like oh no our bonus days are going to be coming up and they're like yeah you're not canceling you're going full 12 hours i'm like so like yeah (laughs) this is uh this is like now i have to sit here with next month coming up i'm gonna be like okay so now my flight is at six something and i'm gonna have to now work out something in order so i can get off and get on the flight (laughs) because like i was assuming like oh we were gonna be going early because we don't have stuff Oh, it's it's been a wild week to try to sort this all out. <laughs> all right, I have a solution for folks who are trying to listen to mobile. So if you are trying to use our mobile app, like the first party Gensoki Radio app, just for your information, that hasn't been supported for at least a year at this point. We're still working on version two. We'll talk a little bit more about our progress with that later on in the show. But if you want to listen via mobile, we're also available on uh, third-party applications like TuneIn, Radio Garden, and probably a whole bunch of others that I'm not even aware of. So, But uh, yeah, so we're out there. Otherwise, the primary place to listen to is probably our website at kinsokiradio.net. We have a you know good full screen player over there that you can listen to us at. Uh, and if you want to join the conversation, we're also on Discord at discord.gg slash So why don't we get into what, what topic do you want to hit first? Do you want to do you want to get in with the, the guest questions or do you want to talk about this weird tangent that we just somehow found ourselves in under new music? Uh, under new. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about rounders, but uh... no, yeah, there's also rounders <laughs> that, that, that crazy head spinning thing that I had to deal with this week that I still no I I don't know if the that's a tangent that will probably last the whole show this one though <laughs> at least we have sources on yeah yeah so um instead of going with whatever the uk decided to call baseball let's talk about please uh... stop that <laughs> <laughs> this is this okay t- 
to all of my English listeners out there who live in the UK, hey, so I now know how it feels when we call it soccer. Uh-huh. Because baseball's baseball to me. I didn't know rounders exist, but uh, congratulations on your team automatically qualifying for next year's uh, the next World Baseball Classic. That's basically all I have to say about that. All right. World Rounders Classic. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what do they call the World Series then? Is it still the World Series? We're the world, apparently. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like the Super Bowl is the world champion of football. Yeah, and I'm not talking about soccer. <laughs> this is a whole mess. Yeah. So, and you know, then we have like the Rose Bowl and other things that people kind of tend to. That's a little different. Let's talk about Metallica. Yeah. So this, <laughs> I saw this on the document. And yeah. I'm like, why are we talking about Metallica? Okay. So, so here's the thing. Like, you know, you and I have talked about this over the last probably year or so. We're talking about different. Uh, music formats, the mediums that music is made available on. Obviously, a lot of folks will know that music is available digitally. Toho music in particular, it's kind of what we do, has been made gradually more available uh, digitally over the last like five to six years. Um, I'm probably embellishing that a little bit, but you know, we're, we're talking about sort of the prevalence of CDs and are they still relevant? And meanwhile, somewhere in the background, people have been hoovering up vinyls again. So it's become more of a relevant uh, medium. And for whatever reason, um, Metallica decided to buy an entire vinyl pressing shop. So this... This comes from, uh, gosh, I'm gonna have to look into this a little bit again, but um, I just, this was something I just found earlier this week. Uh, there is an entire, jeez. Uh, uh, it says the band's decision comes in the wake of manufacturing bottlenecks for the industry in recent years, as the once almost dominant or dormant vinyl format has continued its resurgence. This is from an article from The Guardian. So the thing, the thing is, like, if you aren't aware, Vinyl's been actually growing in revenue every year for the last 16 years. So, like, this once pretty just sort of niche format has been growing in popularity again. And, like, I mean, you know, even some of my friends, heck, my, uh, what was it, one of my cousins for Christmas got a record player. I'm, I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? So it's it's kind of crazy, um, but yeah, the the this caught my eye because there's an entire like really well known band that decided, hey, we're gonna just do a whole bunch of like basically completely beef up their vinyl production capability, which is kind of wild in the year 2023. Okay, so like this has me, this has me going mm-hmm. because. I'm a metal fan. I, of course, follow Metallica because you cannot not follow Metallica, whatever they do. Everybody else does business-wise. James Hetfield and Lars Uldrich have, like, a stupid good business plan. Um, like, you cannot fault them. I mean, they took down Napster. <laughs> they, they basically ruined copyright forever. But buying this final factory it makes sense for Metallica. It does not make sense for the artists that are involved because this, for people who, 
who want to understand what's going on here. Metallica bought, uh, I think it's called Foundry? Is it Foundry or something? Hold on. I have it up here. Uh, Furnace. Yeah, Furnace Record Pressing. They're a Furnace uh, Record Pressing. They're based in Virginia. Yes. The problem is this isn't like to help the bottleneck. Or at least from my understanding, based on how Metallica does the business. It's, it's to help their bottleneck. It's to help them. Them. Yeah. And the big issue here is there's still smaller artists. And by smaller artists, I'm not talking like uh, Tony down the street who's got like a kind of semi-famous local band. I'm talking about like people who don't have Metallica money uh, want to get their records pressed and... They're basically bought this company so the Metallica fan club could get the vinyls. And it's kind of just like, I I get why this is a big deal. Like, oh yeah, Metallica, interested in vinyls. But they're treating the vinyls less of like a, like, hey, this is a viable, like, medium. And more of like a collector's piece. I would place this akin to here i'm gonna pull up another article here i should have pulled this up earlier but uh this one is actually uh more relevant uh no you know there is a another group that i follow very closely if you are in the um if you're in the uh I would call it the pop sphere. If you know pop, you listen to a lot of pop music. There's a group out there. It's been around for a while. Gorillaz. Gorillaz just put out a brand new record called Cracker Island. They put out several vinyls for this record, including a deluxe. All of them, not only like being very, each one kind of a little different, but each one also has designs on them that acts like zoetropes. And this is what, when I see somebody like Gorillaz taking an interest in not only making the experience of actually owning the record, being like part of the art form, but also as a viable part of the media and less of like a collector's item because the standard one is still a nice looking record. It is purple. It is pretty nice. It's just, it kind of gets me here. Hold on, I'm going to try to see if I can find... uh, uh, the Zoetrope vinyl here. Yeah, here we go. Zoetrope vinyl. Discogs. Got it. Copy. All I'm right. going to drop this in chat. It's going to put this in general so everybody can look at it. Mm-hmm. This is a good example of people like showing like appreciation for the vinyls and actually like giving vinyl its time and place. Whereas something like this move that Metallica did is strictly just to boost their overall membership in their their little uh fan group which is kind of funny because cracker island the entire record if you're if you're a girlless fan and have not listened to this record please go listen to it this is straight up plastic beach 2.0 and this is a arc of the band which actually has story on it which means it's a banger of a record uh it was all about cults oh boy <laughs> and them trying to start their own cult and it going really bad so go that's that's my two cents on the whole metallica buying a vinyl thing i didn't i don't even know why we're talking about it i guess i even put a note in here i'm gonna read it verbatim so everybody can understand what where i'm coming at 
I said, I mean, it makes sense. Metallica has so much power and influence on the music industry that we are covering them on a radio show about music from games that are about silly girls with hats shooting colorful bullets at each other until they get tired and have a tea party after. That's where I'm at with this. Like, this makes no sense. This is like when I broke the news to Metal Injection about Metallica DLC being added to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD, and they credited me in the article. What? <laughs> I put the link in the show doc. Oh dear, hold on. I have to. I'll, I'll go check that out uh, later, I guess. But yeah, you're right. Uh, you know this um, this gorilla is like so. The the reason you're previewing this is like mostly because of the 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 zoetrope, the the design yeah. of this, right? And that's one of several different versions of this record. Oh, there wow. are plain record. There's a plain record. Uh, there's a pink one. There's one in purple. Uh, there's another Zoetrope record, I think. There's one that just has a Zoetrope sticker. There's one that uh, there's, and then they have different versions for the deluxe one as well, which I have not seen yet because uh, I'm I'm not a vinyl DJ, but uh, I'm I'm really liking how they're at least how the gorillas brand is dealing with this plus it's also i mean they're pressing it themselves well, i think they are it says gz media i'm pretty sure that's owned by uh david hmm. i'm yeah. not sure so a couple of things with this that i just want to mention one is the design right this is something that people tend to forget about a little bit with digital music a lot of people are just like all right go to you know spotify stream it and just you know whatever the album art's nice to see i guess but whatever um or even if you were to get it on you know apple music or bandcamp or anywhere else the same kind of deal but if you actually have a, a vinyl like this i mean vinyl is a, just a basically it's a physical format it's considerably larger than a cd if you have never held a vinyl they do make smaller ones but whatever um CDs much the same. There's like more of a design aspect that goes into it. We've been talking about this for the last couple of months here, just about uh, through our par uh, Parade of CDs uh, series. So if you haven't been following along with that, basically been posting about it on various social channels. We also have a channel here in our Discord server that just kind of shows people what they're kind of missing out on if they only listen to this music digitally. Um, you know, we're big proponents of getting out there, you know, supporting the artists. And for our part anyway, we've been in this for such a... We, we started back before, like, digital music for Toho was a thing, so obviously we have quite a few CDs in our repertoire, and so that's kind of just what we're sharing with folks. Uh, the other bit I wanted to share is this thing where... Um, Oh gosh, what was this? Last summer, I want to say? Uh, Yonder Voice, I, I, I want to say it was last summer, I'm not 100% sure about that, but Yonder Voice, um, at one of the comic market events, put out a music box. And it was, I think they claimed it was their like first mass-produced music box for, uh, for a Toho work or something like that. So I actually have it here with me right now. And uh, figured, you know, if, if you don't like vinyl, if you don't like CDs, if you, you know, you just uh, go back, go back to music boxes. Let's, uh, he here we go. See.
neat. Very. That's neat. so pretty. It's gonna continue to play. I gotta like try to make it quiet. <laughs> See, like when because talking about this, like I had to get up and actually go grab this because it's sitting there. And actually, I think the CD is still in a CD tray. I have to actually go get that because I just opened this up and it's not in there. One of my favorite like ways a a, a Toho record has been presented to me. If you are a metal fan out there and you listen to a lot of Toho metal, Barrage Amring Zero is probably one of the best things. It comes in this like really nice rectangular uh, like cardboard like it's got foil work. It's got this really crazy picture of Remelion. It like eating like just hearts and a and eyes and stuff. And Pleasant. yeah, it's metal album. It's a metal album, but it, it's <laughs> for a metal for a metal album. It looks pretty pretty wicked. And like it's got a little carry handle on it, but the carry handle you has like little vampire teeth that are dripping blood. Interesting. And then you open it up, and it's got like the, the everything about the the record. It's got like all the track listings everybody that was featured did this track listing i uh, don't think there's any lyrics in here but it tells you basically like the genre and everything you got like this like almost like hr giger like inside with like baby remelia and baby fondre laying on skulls and then on the back it has possibly the greatest image ever created on planet earth um don't at me this is true it's, it looks like it's got two of the people that run brush and ring dressed as a wizard and a knight in the back in some up the castle out somewhere uh, where there's a castle floating in the sky. I think that is the SDM shooting lasers down at some English castle, I guess, with this absolutely goofy lion. And it's like the most like if you were to think of like 1985 D D D nerd metal music, that's what this back of this record looks like. But it's such a sweet like case. It, it's everything about this album is like solid when it comes to presentation. And I wish more people like if you're doing a limited edition run or you're like trying to actually show some sort of reverence to the medium this is how you do it interesting all right well uh think we've got a couple other things to jump into uh, just a little bit here let's see uh you see here's the problem with searching for faith is that it is uh, there are so many songs with the word faith uh in <laughs> in the title that it's holy cow Let's you know what's, see. You know what's funny? Did you know that if you type faith into Steam as a tag, there's a ton of Toho, Toho games that show up because they're tagged as faith-based games? Uh -huh. <laughs> I believe it. There's, yeah. a, there's a meme. On, there's a, there was a meme I saw on like the Toho subreddit where it's like that meme where it's like the, the guy standing in front of the car and he goes, gotta love faith. It's my favorite subgenre of video game. And it just has every <laughs> Toho game on it. Interesting. All right. We have a couple songs here. One of them is Faith. The other one is from the Circle Kimino Museum. A uh, couple of recommendations from our guest who we will talk more to and about in our next break here. So uh, we'll jump into these songs and we'll be right back here on Gensoki Radio Live number 126.
because you have so little faith. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can save this mountain. Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you.
It's Kinsoki Radio Live number 126 this evening. We've got a regular standard fare. You know, it's, it's, it's been the Lunar and DMJ show so often as, of like, I don't know, the last year. How long has it been? Yeah. Really? It's, it's kind probably of. Probably since, like, November. This is. August. Some there, time around there. Something like that, yeah. Uh, which is pretty standard. Uh, but then we have one uh, Medu Kitty with us, and we, you know, it's it's always interesting when we invite someone who, like, has a hobby that I'm not super familiar with. Or like, I, like I, I don't, I don't do cosplay. I've cosplayed exactly once in my life, like in public ever. So, and and uh, no one got the character right. I'm not even sure if I knew what character I was trying to portray. But you know, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. It's uh, it's like it's a whole thing into itself. So, let's start from the very beginning. Who who is Meadow Kitty? Who? What's uh, what is it that you? Uh, yeah what do you do why are you here (laughs) (laughs) um so kind of how we said before i am a cosplayer and i put award-winning cosplayer because i was like well cosplayers are kind of dime a dozen at least in my communities Uh, where everyone is a cosplayer so i felt like i had to qualify myself a little bit got it (laughs) um um, and i've been into toho since like oh i remember when ufo came out i'll just say that Okay. Wow. Um, but I remember I got into cosplaying before I even knew what cosplay really was. Like when I was eight or nine, I dressed as Marisa for Halloween, and obviously no one knew who it was because it was just like a witch outfit. Yeah. But, yeah. um, but then my family took me to Gen Con, which if people don't know, is like this big board gaming convention they do oh, in Indianapolis. Yes! Because yeah. I'm not too far from it. Yeah, yeah, that place is sick. Yeah, so my stepdad does like, he like runs games there so we'd always get to go. And one year he finally, I was old enough to come with so he brought me and there were all these cosplayers there and I was like, oh, so this is like an actual thing people do and it's not just like thrifting outfits from goodwill and trying to put something together for fun so when i was there they had this booth that was selling wigs and i begged my parents to buy me one even though they were so expensive and they were like are you even going to use this again and i still use it to this day i have not stopped cosplaying since then oh wow uh, gen, gen so con is a vibe dude i know gen, gen con's huge like my my I didn't. I never got to go, but my, all my buddies did because one. I have one buddy that actually used to do uh, s- uh, staff work, and then finally he got on. And I don't know, you know, if you know Catalyst, uh, the game company that runs Shadowrun. Oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he went up and he was doing an event, and he brought with my friends who've never played Shadowrun before, and they played Shadowrun at Gen Con with a bunch of people, and that is where now I have a giant collection of Shadowrun books. Oh, <laughs> and, that's and, awesome. <laughs> but Gen Con is a vibe. Like Gen Con is like a different type of like place because yeah. like you go there, there's like so many dice shops. Like, have you seen like the amount of dice that you can? Yeah, buy no, it's people? insane. It's so hard for me to explain because people like who go. To anime cons it's so hard to qualify gen con on those terms because it's kind of like the anime expo but it's not like anime expo because it's just totally it's totally different you just kind of have to go if i remember i can't remember what year my buddy went up but it was some major release of magic the gathering oh man (laughs) and he said like the amount of people that like showed up like they sold a black lotus there 
Like, it was, like, wild how much money. Which, by the way, there's now... There's a... Okay. Magic the Gathering tangent for just, like, half a second. Okay. They're about to release <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Uh, like, I think that... I can't remember what it's called. I haven't been in Magic for, like, ever. But I just saw this. I think it's, like... It's a it's an alternate universe or standard or whatever universe. It's different. Something universe. But they're printing cards for Lord of the Rings that you could play. And one of the get ring, the cards is a holographic uh, one ring. I don't know what the card does, but it's completely written in the language from Lord of the Rings. Oh, my and God. Somebody online says, I am going to pay a hundred grand per card <laughs> for this card. Mint and you cannot tell anybody that you have it when you sell it to me and that and if that happens if that card happens that beats out the black lotus for the highest uh, offer ever placed on a card okay which is insane nano would have something to do or like would say something about how like it's some something something like intrinsic value like it's it's only worth so much as someone will be willing to pay for it and so like mm-hmm. this is such an outlier but it's <laughs> pretty crazy still. Yeah. Magic players have too much money than they need. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, or or wish that they did. Alternatively. <laughs> we wish. We wish. I'm trying to see if I can find that exact card. All right. But before I let your tangent go on for much longer, DMJ. <laughs> no, no. Go ahead and move on. I, because I, if you don't, because if you don't, this is going to become a problem. There it is. There's the article. Copy, paste, right, in I'm, general. I'm going to ignore DMJ for a moment here. Uh, Sounds good. <laughs> uh, okay. I got to ask. I got to follow this up. So, award winning. Yes. Where have, like, where has that occurred? Like, what, under, like, there's there, like, certain um, competitions that you've entered, certain events that you've gone to? Like, what what qualifies? Like, what, uh, what makes you say that? Yeah, so I've competed in three cosplay competitions so far, which isn't very many. Sure. Um, and most of them have just been like at small local cons, but all of the ones I've entered have all been Toho cosplays because oh. for some reason, I just really love putting way too much effort into making Toho cosplays. Um, so the first one that I really put a lot of love into was I made a Satori cosplay in 2018 and I entered it in a small local anime con. And for those of you who don't know, cosplay competitions are, they have like tiers of how experienced you are. So it's not like beginners going against people who have done this for like 20 years. Sure, makes sense. So there's like beginners and intermediate and then expert level. So I entered as a beginner, obviously. Okay. And then they're giving out the awards at the end of the show and they read off all the beginners and they didn't call me and I was like, oh man, that sucks. And then they get to intermediate and they said, so the person who got first place at intermediate, we actually had to bump her up from beginner because we thought she did so good. Oh, wow. And it was me. And I was like, oh, my God. It was very emotional. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, uh, that's huge. That is actually pretty huge. Yeah, well, I was like, well, it was just a small local con, so it was sort of whatever. But then the next year, I can actually bring this back because I did compete in the Gen Con cosplay competition. And this was funny because at Gen Con, they break it up by like genre of what your character is. And I was like, oh, do I have to enter like the anime section? Because like Toho isn't really like game, like what Gen Con would qualify a game to be. So they put me in like the pop culture 
section, and I was like, I don't think Toyosato Mimi no Miko is what I would consider pop culture, but okay. Um, and I got second place in that, which was pretty... Considering a lot of things were going wrong with that Mika cosplay, um, I'm very grateful that I placed it all on her. She was oh. a lot to wear. Um, and then last spring, I entered my Flandre cosplay in a local Comic Con. Like, not even expecting anything. I think I decided like two days before the con, I was like, I might as well enter it just for fun. And then I got best in show there, which was very much I was not expecting at all. So. Cosplay isn't like it doesn't have to be competitive. A lot of people do it and they don't compete ever and they're still like really popular, really good cosplayers. It's just like doing it competitively is just another way of experiencing it. It's for people who like to put work into making the costumes themselves, which isn't so much a thing nowadays that you can easily buy costumes off Amazon. Back when I started, that wasn't really a thing, so I I had to make them myself, but now I prefer to do it just because I think it's more fun making them. What, what what actually okay this is kind of like a side like question but like when you're going in and actually like okay i'm gonna do I, i'm gonna do a character do you pick the character first or do you like you look at an item and you're just like i can do that with that mm, it does depend so like for example like to choose who i want to do for a contest specifically because not everything i make i would say would be good for a competition because Sometimes I don't feel like putting a whole ton of work in making everything look super clean and perfect. Or maybe the character's design isn't really that exciting to enter in. But, um, so usually when I'm about to start making an outfit, I'll have like a really cool idea on something I want to do with it. So like, for example, with Miko, when I made her, um, it was a bit after... The fighting game with her and it came out and she had the new cape and everything and i was like oh this is so cool and in the game her cape can shift between being red and blue and purple and i just saw this new fabric that can color shift like that mm. so that was most of the reason why i ended up cosplaying miko because i was like how freaking cool would it be to be able to make her cape that can change the different colors and that would be so cool to do sort of, sort of like a like a pearlescent sort of look I can, yeah, I can kind of picture like, it, yeah. Yeah, it's like the way they do the fibers where it's like blue fibers going one way and red the other way. Mm -hmm. So as the light catches it, it looks like different colors. It's so it's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, so we know that you've done uh, Miko, and uh, I know that you've also done some characters outside of the Toho Project uh, character set. So what other characters have you done? Or like, who do you en enjoy portraying the most? Oh yeah, um, outside of Toho, I do like doing a lot of Toho girls, but outside of that, um, I really love doing Tanya from Saga of Tanya the Evil, which a lot of people haven't really seen because people don't really like isekai anime that much. Yojo Senki! I love Yojo Senki <laughs> so much! Yeah. It's, I, not many people cosplay her, which makes me sad, but more for me. I <laughs> yeah, fair enough, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I really like cosplaying Monica from Doki Doki Literature Club. Okay. Um, 
It's a lot of Toho girls. I'm trying to think other ones. Well, I but mean, there I can, are quite a other few. Other Toho girls. Um, the Toho girls I like doing the most. Um, I really like Fondre. As I said, I did her. And I did Totetsu. I don't know if people call her Totetsu or Yuma. Like, which name do people prefer? From hmm. 17.5. I think when she was revealed, I was like, I have to cosplay her. She's so funny because she has a giant spoon. And now uh, yeah. I have a giant spoon in my closet. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, she's great. And I also love cosplaying Marasa because for some reason people don't like her that much. I guess they think her design's sort of boring, hmm. so I like to give her some love. And because I'm from Michigan, which has a lot of lakes around it, the yeah. Great Lake State, so I wanted some sort of like navy marine character i thought would be really fun it's kind of it's kind of funny i grew up in uh, cleveland ohio so oh, yeah. i get it i get it um though you know how ohioans feel about people from michigan because of yeah colleges. sorry we all hate you <laughs> uh, we have a we have a fight song about it yeah oh, there's a no. whole thing like in ohio we just i mean i mean i when i went to uh ohio con if you ever been there oh yeah i've been to ohio con yeah that's like right on the university the university of ohio state campus basically and <laughs> let's just say there was the the fight song we hate the whole state of michigan the whole state of michigan the whole oh, state of michigan geez. yeah it was yeah that was a that, that's a blast every time um <laughs> well i'll forgive you for being from ohio for now uh, yeah. all right cool um we've got toho fest coming up uh are there any characters that uh you're looking forward to portraying or anything you're maybe working on yeah, so I just figured out, like, finalize what my lineup is going to be, which was so hard because I have so many girls that I want to bring, and it's like, it's Toho Fest. You've got to bring yeah. every Toho girl you have. <laughs> so it was so hard to choose, but um, I'm finally doing a Reimu cosplay, oh, which wow. I feel like she's, like, the main one. You'd think I would have done her by now, but I haven't. So I've been working on that. I've been making a... I've cosplayed Cherno before, but I wanted to make sort of like an idol outfit inspired version of her. I have a figure that's like that, which is part of the reason why I wanted to, but also because like I said before, I do idol stuff on the side, so I thought it'd be fun to make a little frilly outfit. I guess their outfits are already kind of frilly and idly, so it kind of made sense. True. But uh, easy, easily to transfer over. Like just translate the yeah. Toho outfit over to yeah they're already basically there so, so it's just one easy. step away. Mm hmm. Um, and then I'm bringing my Flandre outfit because Flandre is like my favorite Toho girl to cosplay, so I had to. Um, flying with the wings is gonna be a bit of a challenge, but I will do my best. Yeah. Okay. I actually, since I have like an actual cosplay person here that's going to be at the key, at the con. Mm -hmm. um, LA heat is a thing. What oh. would you tell people, for people that are going to go cosplay at this oh. event to prepare for the heat? That way they're not, we don't have any heat casualties. Because as an airsofter, I understand how air, heat casualties affect in the summer. No, oh my God, I have a story about this. So uh, shortly after I made Satori, um, I went to Anime Expo for the first time back in 2018 and I was like, I'm so proud of this outfit I'm gonna bring her to Anime Expo and back in 2018 There was like this heat wave. So it was hundred and fifteen degrees out 
And Satori's outfit, like, long sleeves, long skirt, and also I'm from Michigan, I'm not used to it being really hot. I did not have a very fun time. So, <laughs> for those of you that are coming out and wanting to dress up, or just, you know, coming out and you're not used to heat like that, uh, first of all, drink a lot of water. Uh, <laughs> you get dehydrated really fast. Try to do characters that don't have long sleeves, or long skirts. Man, I'm even remembering, I wore Miko in the summertime, and just having like the long skirt with the petticoat, I was sweating so badly. Ugh. DMJ, I, I, got, I gotta be honest, when you said LA Heat's a thing, the first thing I thought of was Miami Heat, like the basketball team. <laughs> As a uh, as a person from Cleveland, we do not comment about that basketball team. <laughs> I don't I'm trying know. To think we're sports commentators. I don't know why, but you know, hey, I but, I might have a broadcast uh, headset when we're there, just so that I have like my hands free to do the radio thing. I'm I'm a hundred percent serious. You are all going to have wireless microphones because I have I, I have kitted this thing out. I am making sure that you can be basically wherever you want to be in that little like outdoor area that we're going to be in so yeah that's going to be pretty fun also another tip this is just something i i, I learned because airsofting and cosplay are pretty similar except one we go out and we shoot fake guns at each other in the hot heat and actually do like a ton of exercise and stuff and it sucks um make sure that you pre-game your hydration <laughs> Like start a couple days before. Like if you, it is unavoidable for you to wear those long sleeve, long sleeves and long skirts. Like pregame your hydration. Start like two days early. Like really go at it because like trust me, I have been in two cases of near heat casualty. Hmm. One of the, yeah, it is it is oh. not fun. Like I'm sitting there like ripping like when you're ripping tactical gear off and you're trying to get like a camelback off your back. You're try trying to get your tactical vest off. You're throwing it off. You're trying to get your because like when you're wearing a combat shirt you can't just like rip it open like you actually have to like rip the whole thing off and that's full long sleeves and you're out in the middle of the woods it is not fun it is not fun when you're starting to go down it is it's not a pretty uh -huh. sight so here's the other thing i just to provide a little bit more context this isn't spring right it's not summer so just a quick web search says that like daytime high temperatures you're around like mid 70s fahrenheit um, sometimes the warmer afternoons can be in the mid 80s and it only reaches 90 in like maybe once during the month and this is like around april may that kind of thing so like eh, you know like keep it in mind but also it's not it shouldn't be too terrible overall see you mm -hmm. say that you say that lunar but the both times i was in heat casualty was when it was 84 all right i mean okay so, so this that's is what <laughs> i that's why i'm like Hey, pregame, 80 is still hot if you're layered. To be fair, DMJ is the person that said, Hey, Lunar, for things that we're going to be bringing to Toho Fest, uh, his very first idea was a portable, like, battery-powered fan. Yeah, that's an like, awesome idea. Because, like, we're, we are, it is heat casualty, and actually, I, I got, I got a line on one, but I don't know how to, do, I'm still trying to figure out the battery situation. Sure. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I suggested. I, I don't think he responded to this. I was like, instead of a fan, what about another spinny thing? Uh, what about a prize wheel? It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't cool you down. But like, I have some ideas about. Well, yeah, I, I do have a way. If we could take the propane 
uh, cannons that we're going to be using to use the fire for the fire show that we uh, have. What? We could use that to practice. You shouldn't tell people. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I want, I, I, don't tell people about what I've got going on. Jeez. I want to run that Texas stat. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have the most like hyped up booth and we're just going to show up there and it's just going to be a bunch of cards. I would great. love that. That's gonna be great. Like, yeah, we're gonna have fireworks show, t-shirt launchers. Yeah, t-shirt <laughs> cannons. We're gonna have those. The yeah, fireworks. We're gonna have a laser show. We're gonna get that yeah, like, laser show. That 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 dancing Cherno video you've probably seen. Zun's gonna fly in via helicopter. I'll be the dancing Cherno. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Oh. Well, yeah, you, you you've seen those like that that one dance at like that that Cherno cosplayer Zune and then like a couple of other fairly well-known people in Japan do. We're gonna do that, but like you know, 10x it. It's gonna be so much bigger. Oh, hold on. Speaking. Okay, have you guys been seeing those pictures of Zune going around where he's playing various rhythm games? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I am loving this arc in his life. <laughs> It's so fun. He looks like he's having the time of his life. Like, ever since he had that Gartic phone stream, which if you have not watched it, go. Some of the best Toho content has that ever has graced this community has come out of that. <laughs> go watch it. Like, oh my gosh, watching... <sighs> There's literally one. I'm trying to... I think he drew it. And then it just got more and more, like, warped. But I think it was, like, Kaguya and Moku kissing or something. And it got, like... <laughs> like it start, like But that's, like, what it devolved into. And I can't remember the original one, but he drew that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, he's just having fun. He's just having fun. He looks like he's gonna be a... He's a fun dad. Uh, I'm looking through some, like, user-submitted screenshots. <laughs> not even sure. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. There, no way. Yep. No, this is not from what Zoom. It's, it, it, oh it's my real. Gosh. It's real. Uh, okay. I'll have to it's like real. look more into this. Later. Like, like this. You gotta watch the whole stream. It's just, it's a ride. There's a okay. There's a thread here. I'm gonna have to look through this. I, I don't know if there's a translation because I, I think it was entirely in Japanese, but I don't know if anybody has like a transcript or a translation of what's going on. But just the visuals, <laughs> just wild. If you haven't actually watched it, please go watch it. If you, if you have a link, if somebody has a link, please drop it in chat right now because I currently have like sixty tabs. Like this is an illustration of Zoom troubled by streaming issues, much like Lunar was <laughs> earlier tonight. <laughs> Like, it's, so <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Oh, but yeah, I'm loving this new arc in his life. It's wonderful. Yeah, very interesting. Um, yeah, we'll probably post that in a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> we're a little bit past the halfway point. We've got more uh, stuff coming up with Medikitty here, but we do have this part of the show where I tell people what we've got going on in terms of who's listening and where folks are from and stuff. So uh, for countries and listeners tonight, we've got Arani, Aris Serial, uh, Beyond, Chris1, DMJ, Fierce777, Kamikaze Boater, uh, Sasserkin, or Kazer... Oh my gosh, Kasserkin Sasser. Uh, You've listened before and I haven't butchered your name that badly, I'm sorry. Kordimu and Wildest Leaf. Uh, for the folks we've got around the world tonight, uh, from Australia, Canada, Colombia, uh, Chechia, France, Germany, Hungary, Italy, Japan, Latvia, Malaysia, Mexico, Romania, Russia, Sweden, 
Taiwan, UK, and the US. So, thanks everyone for listening tonight. Uh, if your name wasn't called, maybe go listen on the website at some point. You know, like, sign in at least once, connect at least once, bam, you're good to go. You don't have to be actively signed in after that, so long as your, you know, your IP didn't change or whatever, so... There you go. Uh, we'll be back in just a little bit here with more questions for our guests. But in the meantime, we've got something from Frozen Starfall as well as something from uh, Kodama Sounds. Am I getting that right? Oh my gosh. I just bought music from them last night. I'm sorry. Yes, Kodama Sounds. Cool. Uh, we'll be right back after that. And Gensoki Radio Live number 126.
All right, we're back here. Uh, some shenanigans ensued. We uh, we did a deeper dive into what exactly happened with Zune's Gardic Phone stream and started talking about our own stuff. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of wild things. But one of the things that like you got to follow some of these subreddits that I say because like they're I love following just like strictly meme subreddits like Wonkus. Wonkus, if you love animals, go watch on go on Wonkus. It is like deep fried memes for for cat pictures. Mm. It's wonderful. Uh, but there's another one called I'm Sorry, John, oh. where. Uh, it's like really dystopian or like disturbing or like unsettling memes about Garfield. <laughs> There's one that I saw that was kind of in reference to you where it's like, so it's like you have the owner, he's sitting there and he's just like, it's Sunday. It's, it's lasagna Garfield. Why aren't you eating it? And he goes, no, John, I'm full. And then you watch, like, you watch Garfield, like, fade away, and then a singularity opens up, and, and it just takes the world, and then it just cuts to John sitting on a couch with a bottle of bottle of bourbon, and he's just, like, got a picture of Garfield in the corner, and he's like, oh, no, Garfield's been dead for years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's literally what your Gartic phone picture was. Well, uh... Yeah, <laughs> Gar Gardic Phone is a really wacky thing. It's a, which, it's a gem of a game. By the way, it's now an official activity in Discord. Yes, I noticed that. I, I, I saw somebody somebody earlier actually in chat was talking about it before the show. Interesting. Uh, that, that, yeah. That's been added. So yeah. uh, interesting. Uh, we're gonna have to figure out how that works because I would love to do Gardic Phone. Gardic Phone. That'd even be though yeah, that'd be pretty fun. All right. Uh, so on the topic of music, because that's totally what we were talking about, uh, yeah. <laughs> for, for Medikitty, um, you gave a couple of recommendations earlier on in the show, but I'm curious, uh, what music circles are you listening to, if, uh, if any? Yeah, so I forced everyone to listen to some of Odyssey Eurobeat stuff mm, yeah. uh, for the longest time, because I've been listening to her since she was, like, Eurobeat brony when mm. I was in middle school. Oh, right. So, like, I've liked Eurobeat, but I only really listened to her. But recently, I have been starting to listen to other artists who do stuff with the Toho Eurobeat, which has been pretty fun to hear, like, how Japanese artists do Eurobeat. It is... You can kind of tell it's a little different, but... Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty cool to branch out a little bit after only listening to the same artist for so long. Um, I've been also listening to more of Beat Mario stuff. Um, so, <laughs> I a bit of a spoiler, I suppose, for Toho Fest is that I'm doing dance performances for a lot of like classic Toho songs. Okay. Um, and. I've been looking around for dances for like all these Toho songs. I figured most of them would just be for like Chrono's Perfect Math class and stuff that everyone knew. But I found there was a dance for Beat Mario's uh, Internet Survivor song that came out kind of recently. So I've been listening to that a lot. It's really good. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> a lot of the music I got into was when I was really young and then I just never listened to anything new. Oh, see, I had that. I had that happen to me when I first got into the fandom. When I was like, it's 2012. From, from okay, from 2012 to about 2014, maybe 2015. 
I didn't know other music existed. I only <laughs> listened to Toho music. And you think I'm like, like lying? I have my old player, which I, it's all I carried around with. I had a, a, a Zune, those big brick Microsoft ones, because uh, I don't. I I am still staunchly anti Apple. Um, but I have one, and it had all all my library was on it, and I would just listen to that over and over again. And then I got a BlackBerry. And I filled the BlackBerry up with music. Really? And that's all. Yeah, all I did was listen. Because back then, mm-hmm. um, it was it was the last BlackBerry before they folded the first time. So it was the the BlackBerry Touch, the one you could slide up. It okay. still had the, like the touchpad, but it had a, it also touch screen. Uh, or it had the keyboard, full keyboard, but it had the touchscreen. I had that throughout college, and that's what I listened to absolutely everything to uh, with, including GR at the time. Um, and then I got my uh, first actual real smartphone. <laughs> my friends had smartphones for years. I was I I couldn't adjust to the typing on screen. Still struggle with it to this day. You know, I was kind of the same way early on. So I got like the HTC G1. Like it's you know supposedly the first Android smartphone, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Before they really knew what they were doing, like this didn't have a headphone jack, you had to use an adapter. I've talked about this before, you know, huge pain. It's like the reason why I don't want to go backwards and I want to keep that headphone jack because I don't want to use an adapter. That That's why, because I've, I've experienced that and I didn't like it. Uh, but that aside, when I was looking for an upgrade to that phone, I said, okay, well, I, I'm, I, I would like a phone that has some sort of physical keyboard. And basically, like, the salesperson and even all my friends I was with at the time, because I was hopping over to their family plan, um, were like, yeah, that's not really a thing anymore. And I was like, it it was weird. I remember with the G1, they actually pushed an update that made it so that the on-screen keyboard was a new feature. That wasn't in the first version of Android. I remember that. I was there. Dude... Like I remember back when everybody had a sidekick. Like it was either you had a sidekick. See, that or was a that was like you were cool if you had a sidekick. Yeah, yeah. If you had a sidekick, yo, kids who had sidekicks, they were more pop. Like in my opinion, those guys are more baller than the people that had razor phones. Yeah, like, ra- razors were the other ones that were cool. Yeah, the razors were the other one because you could actually like hurt yourself using. It. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um, before we hop into another technology rabbit hole, um, what are? Uh, by the way, Faith was a great um, suggestion. That's one of my favorites from them. I like doing like the the little monologue thing that happens at the beginning. Yeah, uh, because it's you so have fun. so little faith. <laughs> Truly, I tell you, it's a quote from I, like a verse in the Bible, I think. Yeah, I think so. So it, it's unique. But anyway. Um, so yeah, what are you actually talked a little bit about this, but like what are some of your favorite like Toho music videos? You know, things like Marissa's Told the Precious Thing, Caroline Destiny, uh, or really anything else that's that's come out recently. Like I know um, in terms of like music videos, uh, Kotsky Records just had one that came out recently too, or like, you know, really anything in between. Oh yeah, the Seki Baki one that everyone's posting about yeah, on Twitter yeah. now. I did just listen to that recently, and it is very catchy. Yeah, so I, mean, I did like, get it. <laughs> everyone before that was talking about Hani Paganda or Warning, 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 or you know, oh, like yeah. any of the others. But yeah, that's that's out there now. <laughs> oh well, like the I guess you'd say like the Flash animation era of music videos with like Marisa stole the precious thing and Caroline Destiny. The classic golden um, age, golden age. Yeah. Yes 
so much. Um, I mean, those are all classics. Out of that, like, age of music videos, one that I wish people was, like, as classic, I really liked the Oren's Hell Eatery music video. I thought that was really cute, but mm -hmm. I just really like the Subterranean Animism cast, so I am a little biased. Sure. Um, I also remember, because back when these were actual Flash animations, because Flash is dead now, right? So people yeah, can't really much. do stuff I mean, like that anymore. You can still... But I remember... Yeah. yeah, like you can still, but it's not as it was back then. Mm -hmm. But I remember back when people would put out like the Flash music videos, and if you like actually ran the Flash file, if you like paused it, then like extra animations would play during the video, which I thought was super cool. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen little, those before. Little Easter egg. Um, yeah, I've... those were so fun. Yeah. Oh man, dude, that throws me back. Cause like, I know. <laughs> like, like, cause I was also like big into. You remember Alice, dear? Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, like I could not. Like there was a moment in time where I like I couldn't listen to the song because I would cry. Like every <laughs> single time because the video was so like it was so cute but like, like so sad. I'm just like. Like, that was the one that got me. And then it was, like, because, like, you had, like, this weird dichotomy where it's, like, you had the Flash animations, but then you also had, like, things like um, memories of Phantasm happening at the same oh time. God. And I'm just, like, oh, my gosh, man. Like, wouldn't it be cool to have, like, a meme video and that and with that high quality of animation? He's <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, we've got to ask the question because everyone asks us this question and pretty much every other Toho fan on the planet. How did you discover uh, the Toho Project series? Well, whenever people answer this question, every answer I've always heard has been like, Oh, I saw Toho meme, or oh, I heard Toho music. But mine was that way back when, I was probably like seven or something, and my older sister would get me into whatever she was into. And one day, she had me watch, like, the Walfus Flash animations. That's a bit of a throwback <laughs> oh, God, for you Walfus. all. All you new Toho fans. Yeah. And it Is wasn't like, wolf? like you know how they have the create SWF, like, videos that people make and put on YouTube? It wasn't that. It was, like, on the Walfus website, the, like, original animations that they made was how I got into Toho. So most of what I knew was just, like, Walfus-specific inside jokes, and it took me a while to realize that that was not, like, an overall fandom thing. So it's a bit nostalgic for me, and I'm kind of sad. Well, not really sad, <laughs> because I think the artist behind that is now doing, like, Hololive stuff. So that's kind of whiplash when I see their art style with, like, VTuber things. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, oh, what to, is it? to give people an idea of, like, some of the stuff that... I, I gotta... I, I, hold on, I gotta make sure this is fine. Uh, <laughs> I think it's basically just a giant Yuyuko head, but, um, yeah. So stuff, yeah. stuff like this. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what was that recent like. It wasn't recent, but it's like there was some like really predominant like animal-based like newspaper comic that suddenly threw Toho on the last panel. Oh really? I'm, I'm I trying to remember what it was, and it's like it's like a really famous one too, and it's bothering me. I can't remember what it was. I literally saw it on like the Toho subreddit, like a week ago and i was just like oh yeah that exists but i was like 
I'm waiting for somebody to come on the show and just be like, I got into Toho because of that. <laughs> it was, I don't know if it's, it was not Marmaduke. What was it? It was, it, oh, it was I think a, it was. No, I just Googled it. I don't think it no, is. Because I remember because Marmaduke does a segment where people can like submit stuff about their pets and someone submitted. Chen, like, it was about Chen. Chen did something. Oh, I was like, yeah, oh, no, it was fox. about Yukari, Yukari living with a fox and a cat. Yeah and, yeah, and they had the characters like in it, and I was just like, "Oh, that's <laughs> that happened." <laughs> this was a moment. Uh, I'm waiting for somebody to come on the show and be like, "Yeah, I got into Toho because of that one Marmaduke panel," because like everybody has the same like answer, like Toho memes or that Toho meme song, or uh, the ones that every single show come up. Mick rolled. Oh, oh boys. Yeah. That was not my first one. I will be. I will be unique, and I will tell you that it was Waltz. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good throwback to stuff that just kind of isn't as prevalent anymore. Uh, all right, so I think with the number of characters that the series has, like it, it sort of naturally lends itself to hey, there's a whole bunch of different styles and, and and clothing types and cosplay opportunities and stuff like that. But other than that, you know, was there anything that drew you to the series or maybe certain characters? Um, so people who follow me probably can tell by, like, who I cosplay that I just like characters that are very, like, unashamedly unhinged. Mm. And I feel like Toho lends itself to that very well because it's a lot of, like, very dangerous girls in very cute outfits, which is the most perfect thing for me. It's so good. Um, but I also don't want to say that all my favorite characters are like in a super edgy way like oh they're so dangerous and so unhinged but like Flandre has been one of my most favorite characters for the longest time and I am aware that it's like so cliche but there's just something so fun about having a little vampire girl with rainbow crystal wings what series is doing that yeah, basically all the Soho girls are just WMDs with silly hats. It's awesome. <laughs> it is a wonderful series to get into. Once you once you start boiling it down to how like exactly how like because like we all look we're looking at it like at a base level like oh man yeah these are this is a cute set of games like you these characters are highly dangerous. Yeah. Like, I, what was it? Somebody in somebody in the Toho subreddit the other day was like asking, like, what's the judicial system in the human villages like? And I'm like, well, wait, no, like, you don't understand. Like, why would you need a judicial system when, when worry about crime when you have literal demons and gods beating the heck out of each other just outside the village? <laughs> like, you're good. it's going to be bad. I would be like, horrified to live there. Yeah, like, it's gotta be hell on Earth. Like, you probably, like, getting, like, dying is probably better than living in the human village because every day you just, you never know when you're gonna get, you know, Marvel movie where you're just, like, in your in your workspace and suddenly Thor comes crashing through and just destroys your whole workplace and now you're unemployed. It's just, that's too hard. Like, you gotta be thankful for the Dunmaku, like, spell card system because otherwise people would just be, like, super dying all the time. Oh, no, there would be. The, the, the Dunmaku card system is probably, like, the reason why, like, the rest of the island hasn't turned into, like, you know how in DBZ it's just constantly destroyed environments? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is what, that is what, it would just be a smoldering crater. 
<laughs> that's all. That's all Kinsokia would be. It's just a smoldering crater out in the middle of nowhere, just burning. If it so wasn't for the spell card system. But then, like, you realize, like, these highly dangerous criminals, are, some of them are legitimately criminals, are, like, just like, okay, now everything's good. We're going to have a tea party after it. It's like. It's you so were... charming. It's so I think wonderful. that's part of what's so fun about Toho is it like it has all these this potential to be like a super edgy series, but it doesn't take itself that seriously. It does, no, it does so not. Fun. And I love that Zun just does not at all take it seriously, at all. And I love it. And I, I think that just goes so great with the rest, like with the rest of like the motifs that had just come over. Because like these are like really uh like really serious topics sometimes he covers like yeah this is uh you know war over faith this is like literal discovery of oil and how that's actually damaging because like mm -hmm. and then it's just like yeah it's super silly like even the dialogue's silly it's wonderful i think that's the best thing about it i wish there were more series that kind of had that same vibe yeah, we're just well. What was it? The the there was a picture I saw the other day. It was like it was a picture from uh, some like uh, I guess Dojin or something. And it was Marissa sitting there, and he goes just holding a piece of paper. And he goes, "But wait, I'm a girl." And then at the bottom, it says, "Marissa, you literally live on an island of nothing but girls." And the next comment was, "Well, wait." What what is Toho for boys? And then it cuts down to Team Fortress 2. <laughs> Which is the same vibe. Yeah, no, you're totally but right. But what's funny is there's so there's the Toho Team Fortress 2 overlap is the, is the reason why so many people got into Toho. Because of free Toho Fortress 2. It's just Oh, so it makes funny. so much sense. He's, it makes he's, so much sense. He's talking about me, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you exist because of that bridge. A uh, little bit, yeah. I mean, that was that was one of the helping uh, links, I guess. All right. Uh, so for Toho Fest, you are a cosplay ambassador. Uh, how did you become a cosplay ambassador? And also, what exactly is that? Yeah. So I guess I'll say what it is first. Sure. I always kind of think of it as like. It's sort of an in-between between being a guest and staff because part of the appeal of the cosplay ambassadors is since they're cosplayers, they already have their own fan base that they are bringing to the con. Mm. So they have that sort of guest appeal. Sure. But we also help run the events there, like the cosplay gatherings and the cosplay competition because that's what we know best. We have different parts of the Toho Fest team who, like... They, they know best what part of the things to run. So you have people who are really good with like running tournaments. So that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So we're like regular staff members, but we also have more of like a community outreach part of it. Like we go to other anime conventions and we're running Toho gatherings anyways. So it's really easy to be like, hey guys, you all obviously like Toho. You should go to Toho Fest. So there's that promotional aspect to it too. And the way that I got to be a cosplay ambassador was I met Miko Tan, who you had on here a bit ago, mm -hmm. if I remember. Yep. Um, 
I met him at Anime Expo very briefly way back when, and since I was cosplaying Toho, he was like, oh my gosh, hi, blah, blah, blah. But then he reached out to me again, and I want to say like 2021 was when he first started really trying to put together Toho Fest. And he was like, hey, I have like experience running events. Would you be interested in helping out with Toho Fest? And at first I was like, are you serious? Like, are you actually gonna try to do a Toho Fest? Cause it sounds kind of crazy at first, like to just start an anime con, especially like a specific fandom one. So I was like, I mean, I'll go along for the ride if you'll have me. I don't know how helpful I'll be, but I'll try. Mm-hmm. And now fast forward to it's next month. Yeah, It's kind of crazy how much like, just like everything's come together before it just felt like this nebulous like oh wouldn't it be so cool to have a toho fest and now it's like everything's actually coming together and it's so cool and so exciting so i'm very glad that he reached out to me yeah stuff's getting done which is always 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 cool to see you know at a certain point it still feels a little bit nebulous until you're actually there and then you're like wow this is actually happening Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sure we'll all kind of have that shared experience as we walk through, like, you know, the doors of the uh, the venue and stuff. So, yeah, and it's it's going to be different for us, too, because, you know, I mean, we've we've done on location events before, like DMJ and I have done uh, a bunch of uh, things for anime boston and at first it was just you know it was like back in 2014 we started out as guests we met up with the folks who run the toho road show who coincidentally they're they're also gonna be there so (laughs) this is just another one of those things we're like man we're kind of just this is it's more of a reunion in a sense Yeah. (laughs) so it's kind of cool but um but we've helped them out uh just i guess running their setup for one but eventually it was much more of a like hey you guys are gonna be here right because like it it adds like we we do the the music thing we add atmosphere you know we uh get to talk to people and also help out around and stuff like that um but this is gonna be the first time where we're not actually next to where they are i'm assuming they're gonna be in, indoors someplace um mm-hmm we're going to have our own space we're going to be outdoors we're going to be around different folks we're still going to do a little bit of a music thing um you know depending on exactly like the the exact circumstances like where we are and and stuff um you know it's we're going to try not to be annoying we don't want to be annoying but like also (laughs) music's kind of what we do so it's it's going to be an element so we'll, we'll see how that goes but um yeah, I was just telling DMJ like over this past month here um, that we're trying to figure out how to put together our our gear. Basically, um, there's some technical uh, challenges that I've had to figure out that I'm not going to really dive into here. But uh, in the end, we decided on just like all wireless mics because it 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 solves some of those technical challenges and it's also surprisingly cheaper than the alternative which sounds a little crazy but uh, there you go so we're gonna have this unique opportunity to both like be at the booth to do like our show thing or whatever um it, we're it's not gonna be quite like this involved you know we're not gonna do like two songs and talk and two more songs i think it's gonna be a lot more music when we're there just a sort of like ambiance kind of thing but um but we will still have that opportunity to like walk around a little bit and like 
where I think we're gonna be right next to the artist alley a little bit. So like we'll be able to talk to FreezyX, who we also met in 2014. There's another reunion person for you. Um, and uh, just like, instead of having them like, like instead of needing them to like come over to our booth, we'll just bring them a microphone and be like, hey, you wanna join us for a little bit? Just chat, how's it going? <laughs> Well, there's also like there's a bunch of pe there's a couple of people like where I'm like oh boy like I haven't seen those guys in forever yeah and one of them uh, DS4 like I we haven't seen DS in a long time I haven't yeah it's been a long and time and they're gonna be there and I'm just like bro like I'm currently going you got Vincent you have Joey 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 and me go back to even all the way back to uh, AWA. Like, Joey was playing in the tournament that I met the guys at Toho Roadshow it because they couldn't get their systems running, so they just grabbed everybody's laptops. Yeah. So, like... All so, the way back in 2013, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. So. Don't, don't put that... Don't put that voodoo on me, Ricky Bobby. I, I don't like it. I am <laughs> just stating the facts, sir. Somebody, we, I actually had like a legitimate argument of somebody called the uh, the PS2 a retro console, and in my mind that's in oh no no not the PS2 the PS3 a retro console, and I had to sit there and be like, no, that's modern. Don't you dare tell me that the PS3 is that old. And then somebody's <laughs> the my buddy's just like. Bro, you're turning 30. You're gonna cough and your back's gonna throw itself out. I'm like, don't do that to me. The world's not, it's not that far. I don't like time. Time's a, a fake construct. Yep, yep. I just, there's, oh my gosh. Uh, there's that meme where Sanai is like, no, wait a minute. The, the GameCube and whatever, <laughs> those aren't retro consoles. What are you talking about? <laughs> they're not like uh, i personally put like in my mind the split is at that generation xbox ps ps2 and uh gamecube that era that right there and i would even I, like that right those three consoles right there that's modern gaming everything before that is retro i'm sorry that's just how i see it in my mind like halo on the on the xbox defined modern gaming like that's where modern gaming began i'm sorry like that's just where it is like they, halo is not retro and when somebody says that i'm like hey can you please just not i don't want to like dissolve in the dust here <laughs> yeah like I'm, i feel like i'm thanos snapping like when somebody just like does that like when somebody asked me what was what was a uh, dial-up like but you never experienced dial-up like nobody knows what the dial-up tone sounds like dude I, I was on the tail end of that i barely remember it i oh know exactly when my family got cable it was in december of 2003 that was 20 years ago by the way if we're, if we're gonna continue to date this <laughs> oh my gosh i am like i'm not i'm not looking forward for like because like in my mind like being able to like talk about because like musically like if we were to cut this back to music which I we should because yeah, yeah. 
you could consider um, the the era of country music prior to uh, 2001 for being like, okay, yeah, that's country music. Everything after that, I don't know what happened. Like, I actually legitimately have this, like, line in my head, and I think that's where the defining line is. I think, like, something happened between, because, like, I even uh, talk about this sometimes, like, footage that comes out of 2001, 2002 look like it's from 1984. And something happened between the years of 2000 and 2004 where the future just happened. Like, just, mm-hmm. like, one day, the future decided, like, hey, I'm the future. We're here now. And that's where that's where I think, like, this st- debate lies. It's like, where in there do we define where modern began? Well, it's it's always moving, is the answer, you know? It depends on... It, I, I feel I, like we're going into dystopian at this point. <laughs> like, we're going beyond future to dystopia. We'll make our way back around in a cycle. Uh, speaking of making our way back around, here's the last <laughs> thing I wanted to ask. Um, so obviously we've been mentioning it's next month, but what events or activities are you looking forward to at uh, Toho Fest next month? Uh, I'm so excited for the schedule to drop because we have a lot of fun things. But uh, most of what I'm excited for is the musical guests, which I think a lot of people listening would probably agree as this is radio show you know um so we talked about before getting to see odyssey eurobeat performing live is going to be so surreal after listening to her music for so long mm-hmm. and even like lyric alive who doesn't make her own music but she makes just like lyrics to toho songs i've caught myself singing along with her lyrics when just listening to toho music so getting to see her perform live is also going to be really cool yeah, yeah. Um, and the last event is going to be a little a little selfish one for me is the one that I'm doing where I'm going to be doing dance performances to Toho songs because I've kind of talked about how I do idle stuff on the side, which I guess I never really explained what that means to people. Yeah, if, you, um, if you'd like to, yeah, you go for it. Yeah, so I'm part of this like J-pop dance cover group. We also sing sometimes too, but it's mostly dancing at different anime conventions. And for the longest time, because Toho music is really what got me super into J-pop, so for all the time I've been in this group, which has been like six years now, oh man. Um, I've really wanted to do Toho songs, but it's such a niche thing. If you're not performing to an audience who knows Toho songs, I couldn't be like, hey, rest of my group, let's do Toho music, even though none of you know Toho. So it's kind of like something I've dreamed of all this time. I finally get to do a full set list in front of Toho fans doing just Toho music, and it's going to be so awesome. I'm so excited. That really is the key thing. Like, does your audience even know what it is like you know it's the whole reason anime conventions are a thing is like because like the audience is there and even though it's such a broad uh that encompasses such a broad spectrum of things toho is kind of on the opposite end there's like it yeah it's like it's a big thing but also it gets kind of shoehorned into the anime category such that a lot of people just aren't gonna really know what it is so the fact that we've got this this event this really focused event for this you know i've sometimes referred to it as like a like a subculture of a subculture kind of thing uh is 
really neat. And yeah, uh, we're all looking forward to it, I'm, I'm sure. Who else in our server is is going to this or will be there? I'm, I've, I've kind of posed this question before, but, you know, it was fairly early on. Now it's, uh, you know, if you don't have plans to go now, it you know, and you want to go, maybe maybe start looking at that because uh, hotel blocks are mostly full if not you know full you know you might have a little bit more difficulty finding a spot but uh, I'm you know obviously I think they've got uh, I think they're accepting like are, are they doing walk-ups I'm not actually sure about that but... I don't know yeah so I mean take take a look at it uh, we'd love to see a lot of our listeners there uh, that's what I got <laughs> all right uh we've got let's see yeah we got a couple more uh songs here i guess we'll we'll do these real quick we'll end with a couple of remarks about just just station stuff uh it's i need to spell this thing and it's gonna happen all right yeah so uh one thing from uh kodama sounds is they have basically a whole variety of artists uh, some of them we've heard before, such as uh, this next song, who uh, was you know was made by Violet Delta. So we've got that. Yes. We've got. They've also I think they've got uh, stuff from like JD and Ren. So folks from Hegon Daybreak, which is pretty neat. We not, we gotta talk to them again at some point. I've, it's yes, been a, we do. It's been a bit. Just throwing that mm-hmm. out there. Uh, but then yeah. So then after that we've got something from Frozen Starfall, who again it's been a bit since we've. I guess we've talked to them not... No, it actually has been a long time, hasn't it? Holy cow. When I think about it. Alright, I'm uh, going off on a tangent here. Let's play some music. We'll be back in uh, about six minutes on Kitsoki Radio uh, 126.
Soki Radio Live, number 126 with DMJ and Medu Kitty, our guest. We are at sort of the tail end of this show here, but we still have... You know what we haven't done, DMJ? And we haven't done this for a bit. Ooh, what? Games. We haven't oh, talked about games. my gosh, we haven't like the, talked about games, and I've been last, filling this out every show. For like, well, okay, admittedly, there haven't been that many games to talk about, so... No, there actually hasn't. But, but uh, we should mention this really quickly because the Steam Spring Sale is currently on and it's running until March 23rd. So if you're listening live, this is useful. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, sorry, wait till next time, I guess. But there's, there's a, still some good releases in here. Yeah. So check them out. Real quick. Um, do you want to go through these? Uh, yes. Give me one second, though, because I messed up one. Real quick, I have to. I, I put the game in it. Completely forgot the DLC that just released. Yeah, that's that. The, the, <laughs> yeah, it was the DLC, not the game. But uh, yeah. let's uh, let's start this out here. So yeah, we've, you do this first one, and then try to this out real try quick. to do this here. Um, so we have Toho Fading Illusion. It's an early access game currently. Uh, actually, is it just free to play? Interesting. Um, that's kind of cool. What kind of game is this? A visual novel set in Toho Project Universe that comprehensively describes Gensokyo and its inhabitants. Uh, get ready to meet this. many of the series' iconic characters, travel to various locations in the underworld, Gensokyo, heaven, and even the outside world. Ooh. Um, yeah, so there's a number of characters. There's uh, the character artwork is actually really solid, um, pretty cool. And so far, the, the recent reviews are very positive for what that's worth. I mean, there's only, I think, 78 reviews so far, but um, there you go. All right. Um, free to play. Can't really beat that, honestly. No. All right. We've got... Uh, you want to hit the next one? Are you, All right. you ready for this one? Toho Artificial Dream in Arcadia. Now, this is a very interesting game. Um... It is done in like this, uh, well, first let me preface this. This is a not 
out just yet. It's got a demo and it's available for wishlisting. So uh, this is an old school DRPG. If you don't know what a DRPG is, think back to Elder Scrolls Arena, like first person tile based uh, movement and uh, mechanics when it comes to the combat. You know, this this type of game actually, it's been coming back a little bit. Like there are several uh, game releases that follow this format now that, um, <laughs> Like, I know Sean's played a number of them. He's actually voiced in some of them. Uh, actually, I own a couple that recently came out. I think it won. Uh, it's like something rock. I can't remember. I don't want to open up my Steam yeah, library right I, now. I don't remember what it's called. But I, I remember it, I bought it, and I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. And it was like procedurally generated, uh, procedurally generated, uh, dun dungeons. So, like, each time you go in, it's a little different. Um, but... Uh, this game is actually really neat. Actually, sprite work on it is really detailed. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at that! You look at that uh, Utsuho right there. Like that is yeah, that you, is. You get like some beautiful. of the some of the details, like the 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 galaxy cape. Yep, exactly. That's what I was trying to. Yep. Um, so yeah, it looks really pretty. Um, the story is clones are roaming the lands. Clones. They are known as sleepers and take the shape of established Toho characters. And such, almost every Toho character is represented and playable. Sumereko's phone is equipped with a special app that allows her to capture sleepers by beating them in a round of Don Maku. So it's kind of like uh, Pokemon a little bit. So it's like it's like Pokemon meets uh, a JRPG meets Elder Scrolls Arena. <laughs> Interesting. Which is kind of a really cool combo of games. I don't know why nobody else out there actually thought right. of making this. You know what? I'll, yeah, that's I'll I'll, I'll buy uh, I'll take it. It's I'm wishlisting it right now. It's an interesting concept, sure. I'm wish yeah I'm wishlisting this. I'll check the demo out later. Oh. I forgot I'm not on the browser. I have to go do it. Okay. <laughs> Log me in at both, Gabe. Set that up. Um, so you want to you want to take this uh, next one? Yeah. Up? For Vershike, it was Toho Artificial Dream in Arcadia was the name of that game. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and post the uh, link to it in uh, chat. The last one we have on here is a DLC pack for Toho Hero of Ice Fairy. Uh, this one is, so it's basically the DLC is just, they're calling it the new supporter pack, uh, but the base game, if I check it out real quick here, is just make sure this doesn't play. It's an early access game. Uh, you can currently get it for six bucks, so yeah, pretty reasonable. There's a demo out there as well. And we actually have covered this game before, but this game uh, recently uh, just went into early access, so it's not just a demo anymore. You can actually play the game now. Yeah, um, so there's also another game in the series that they are telling you that you have to play first, which is the prologue, which is aptly named Toho Hero of Ice Fairy Prologue. Mm, okay. Yeah, so a demo has been available for this for a bit uh we talked about it i want to say like mid last year was the first time we talked about it so uh so it's been out there for a, yeah a bit but the dlc is new and then what can what was this one actually include so we have some additional soundtracks um sketches character at work it's really just it, it is literally just a supporter pack it's two bucks so like 
I don't know. Are, are they really humble? Or does it not cost much to produce this game? I don't. It's it seems very like indie developer feel. It does, but do you see these animations though? They are nice, especially for like the cutscenes. Like, bro, these are like high, high, high quality. Like, mm. I don't know, bro. Okay. This may actually be like at least because the thing is this is another case of really good looking Toho game that looks very visually pleasing looks absolutely stunning uh, absolutely looks control tight and all that stuff no English support it's simplified Chinese yeah actually so, I remember talking about this because I, I remember the like the cool visuals with this some of the like because the attacks and like lasers and lighting effects are very like there's a lot of like I don't know is it bloom is it detail it looks like it like some combination is it chrom like uh, what is it called like it's something chromatic abrasion i think um, or whatever don't think so it's just it's very clean it's very like pretty. the reflection like like if you look at that that the little clip of the the fight uh with marissa yeah and they're shooting do you see the reflections in the water yeah so I, it's... that's wild <laughs> oh wait the reflections are everywhere that's pretty <gasps> Oh yeah, this is this is this looks gorgeous. Hey, uh, community out there, <laughs> I I don't know how to put bounties out. I'm also broke, but <laughs> I am gonna put down a hypothetical, uh, totally patotic uh, bounty down on somebody putting down uh, a English patch for this game because uh, I'm down. This game looks sick. All right interesting to hear that but we'll see if anything happens so. okay we've got I, I know we're a little bit over time at this point but we wanted to cover games because man goodness knows we haven't covered those in literally months uh so good to get that out there but also just some last minute station news because it's something we like to cover as well so we still have things available on our store we have plenty of music on our store these days so most of the yeah most of the toho stuff is out there now um some of it has been selling out actually so it's uh you know if there's anything out there that interests you might be a good idea to just take a look see what's out there kind of you know just good stuff um but we also have some other non-toho related things some more indie stuff that's on the way we also have more work from Higon daybreak that is going to be on the store uh relatively actually it's probably going to be like the first portion of april at this point um just because uh, reasons but uh yeah I've, I've got to actually like make some stock for them first and stuff um i've already talked about or i've already talked to them about that everything's good to go um so yeah and the cool thing about that deal is that when you get a cd of theirs from our store part of that sale goes back to them so it's a really cool deal we already have a very similar deal uh like that with yumi cicada if you get their album from our store it also part of it goes back to them as well actually technically most of it i think in terms of the percentage of the sale so yeah uh, cool stuff. Obviously, we've been planning a lot for our booth uh, for April. We've been talking a little bit about the tech. We talked a little bit more about it this evening, but uh, yeah, we'll continue to 
be working through that. I'm, I've actually got uh, stuff that was supposed to arrive today. Uh, didn't, it'll probably arrive next week, but that's fine, obviously. I'm just making sure that everything is good to go before it needs to be uh, so that we can have some time to test it all out and make sure that everything is running smoothly and, you know, stuff like that. Um, I also want to mention that there's a, I have to put out a huge thank you to folks who are part of our membership program, Indigo. That is basically the way that we have funded this uh, setup for our booth. So like I mentioned, I wanted to start like last year or something. It's been a bit, but basically for projects like this that are beyond just paying for the server rental and website stuff and all the tech that runs the radio station, for extra projects like our booth or new products that we're trying to get rolling or stuff like that, it's super duper helpful. So a big thank you to folks who are uh, Indigo members out there. You guys rock and there's still a couple of other things that we need to grab. Uh, so yeah, and then of course beyond that, I, I would really like to get, um, and DMJ had to step out for a second, but I would really like to get uh, the stuff in-house to be able to make our own uh, beanies or toques. They're just the hats with our logo on them. We put them up on our store and we basically put them up at cost. Like we make very little on them. So, but DMJ, of course, I've been saying this for a while, really wanted them. So we have them out there now. Obviously, it, winter is ending in just a couple days, which is pretty neat by me by me anyway uh but you know sometimes it can be a little chilly in spring there's still a little bit of a use for them depending on i guess your latitude but there you go and then beyond that uh yeah we still have indigo shirts our um the okay so news about our live shows or podcasts uh, we are still working through a backlog for the live shows. The January live show is now available. February is not yet available. Typically it would be, but we've just been really behind because things have been busy in my life. I need to find time to do post-editing and post-production. And uh, I've just, it's my last semester in university and I'm just really busy. So it's that's life for you, but I'm getting them done as I can basically. Uh, for the meetup podcasts, those are also typically out a little bit sooner, and so we still have January and February to do uh, for those as well. Welcome back, DMJ. <laughs> Hello. Um, I was mentioning the hats. We uh, we have be <gasps> we have beanies out there now. I'm wearing it right now. Yes, I, I thought you might be. <laughs> I love this thing. If you have not picked this beanie up, hold on a second. I'm gonna put it back on. I had to take it off while I ran out, but. <clears throat> The hat is probably the most comfortable hat that I've worn ever. It is actually really nice. It's thin. It's thin enough where it's not like heavy on your head. It's not like clamping down, but it's it's more it, the way that the, the the stitching is set and like the fabric used. It is nice and warm. If you put it over your ears, it's going to keep you warm, especially here the tail end of winter in some place. I think Medu said that it's snowing up there. Oh yeah, it's so much. Yeah, so it will definitely keep you warm. Pick up the hats. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I wear it literally daily. Where like, whereas like, and I mean like, I wear my 
my shirts everywhere, my jacket everywhere, but I don't wear it to work because I want those to get ruined. But this hat, it's so comfy. I can wear it to work and be fine. Yeah, really good stuff. So, um, yeah, that's out there as well. Um, we're going to talk more about Metal Monday at some point in the future. We're just kind of out of time tonight. Um, otherwise, uh, stuff with Discord. Right, so we have a meetup event tomorrow, actually. This is a double event weekend, which makes it extra busy for me, who has to do this, uh, this stuff. But that's fine, because tomorrow we're going to be focusing on our creators in the community. So if you are a creator, if you make music, if you do artwork, if you are a programmer, developer, or you know anything else that you could consider under the creator umbrella, we have a role in our Discord server that is really kind of meant for creators. It gives you access to a creator forum, and it's been pretty empty uh, overall. We've had a, a few posts, I think, in there since we started this up uh, sort of late last year. So uh, this is going to be an opportunity for the creators in our community to just get together, kind of sort of introduce yourself. Um, we'll talk more about sort of the uh, our, our thoughts or our ideas about how the channel structure and the forums and things can be used by creators, how people can interact with our community, get feedback from fans who maybe aren't themselves creators, uh, and sort of everything in between. You know, I just want to kind of give people a way to get started and to take those first few steps uh, towards that end. So, uh, so anyone out there that's interested in that, please come by tomorrow afternoon. It's going to be at, I think, 3 p.m. Eastern U.S. time, and uh, we'll we'll sit down and chat with people. And it, it should be more of sort of a, a, a user interaction kind of thing, so it's not just going to be us talking, hopefully, uh, is the plan. So yeah, uh, we hope to see a lot of you out there. That'll be cool. And uh, for anyone who misses, eventually, like I said earlier, the podcast and stuff will be out there as soon as we can uh, get them out there. As soon as time allows, really. So uh, that's it from me. DMJ, anything that you wanted to add? Um, looking forward. Uh, we'll probably, we will have, we'll, for sure, we'll have a show before we go. But I really want to, like... Let everybody know, like I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of people at this. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm 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 glad that this is happening, and we can finally all get back together. Um, yeah, especially with with the community. I am I'm looking forward. So I what I'm kind of half expecting is that at some point we'll find time to like just sort of poke all the people that we've been able to talk to on this program over the years. So everyone from like PTR from the Roadshow. Um, even, I think, you know, I feel like Mikotan's going to be super busy because he's kind of running the thing. But if we can mm -hmm. find him, that'd be cool to, like, just, you know, hand him a microphone for five minutes or whatever and say hello. Um, and, like, even Medukitty, um, Ponderful, maybe Lyric Alive, like, you know, any of the other guests, Freezy X, uh, people who are listed on the site. It'd just be really cool to, like, you know, grab people for a few minutes and say, like, you know, how's it, how's it going? What do you think? Uh, was it everything you dreamed it would be? Uh, that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. So, yeah. Um, it'll, it'll be cool. Um, I've also got it so, like... <laughs> oh, I just had I just had a funny yeah. thought. Because uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I got the baseball game in the background. And one of the things, like, if you win the championship, one of the first things anybody asks is like, "What are you gonna do next?" I'm going to Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ask that to Miko Tata. We're just, I'm just gonna watch him walk off to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, it's Disneyland. Some people, unironically, some people are like, after Toho Fest is done, uh, like the next day. So I know a lot of people are going to Disneyland, so. Man, I was I, thinking about it. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and then I realized if I go, I would want to go to the Star Wars place, and I'm going to build my yeah. own lightsaber, for, and then I'm going to be broke. For my part, <laughs> um, so technically, I think, so it's I haven't actually mentioned this to Medikitty even off air, but um, I'm actually not getting there until Saturday morning because my friend mm-hmm. is getting married in San Francisco on Friday. Uh, Yay. So I'm going to be going to San Francisco, I think, Thursday, and then I'll be arriving in L.A. on Saturday morning. I'll be there for opening ceremonies if all goes well, uh, and then I guess I depart like Monday or whatever. But um, but that's like that week after is, I think, the last week of classes. The week after that is finals, but that weekend, so like based, not, not the weekend we're on, but the next weekend is commencement for people who want to like walk who are graduating and Mm -hmm. i want to i want to be there for that because i've been doing this thing for i guess technically five years pandemic and transfer and stuff is really weird so it's been about five Mm -hmm. years all said and done uh for a four-year program it is what it is but um yeah also ooh, this is really big too so there's a there's an opportunity for people who are interested in going to retaisai um they're looking for Ah, shoot, what was the name? Like, what are they called the people? I, I tweeted about this. Let me look this up. Uh, Overseas Special Correspondent uh, Application is out there for people. So Toho Station is doing this. They're recruiting Toho fans from overseas, like specifically outside of Japan, to participate at Retaisai in May. I can't apply because that is commencement weekend for me. I am. Oh no! I'm not giving up. I'm, I'm not giving that up because I, I, I want to. I want to do the thing. All right. I think it's like there's going to be other retai size. There's only going to be one commencement that makes sense for me to walk. So, um, but anyone else out there who's interested in applying, I think it'd be really cool if one of our listeners was able to to go, and then they can we can talk to them afterwards about their experience. I think it'd be so cool. So, yeah. All right, uh, I'm gonna leave it there. It's been long enough. Thank you so much, Medikitty, for for sticking with us and joining us during this show. Thank you for having me. It was such a fun time. Yeah, I'm glad glad we could all just sort of chill and talk about things that are only like half related to Toho, and <laughs> then you know, I mean, yeah, how <laughs> we talked about Metallica probably more than. Uh, we have ever had <laughs> or <laughs> more yeah. than we ever have we're probably ever we're probably ever probably will ever will yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless 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 tomorrow lars oldrich and james hetfield lay down the hardest toho track on planet earth or, i don't think we're ever gonna talk about metallica again or they join our server get the creator role and join us for our creator meetup tomorrow you laugh uh. you know how you know how funny it is when you're sitting in, in in at work and you get a text from the guy who runs hog and he's like don't panic but like the dr- touring drummer of infinite annihilator has just joined the hog server and i'm like wait you're talking about one of the best deathcore bands 
the best touring deathcore band on planet Earth, the most famous one, is currently in the Discord. <laughs> um, let's. All right, that's gonna do it for tonight. Um, thank you once again to Meta Kitty. Uh, thank you for DMJ for joining, and thank you, dear listener, for listening. Uh, despite our early uh, tech issues for this one, but. Uh, the podcast you guys will uh, not have to suffer through that it's just a smooth uh experience and that's because i am able to fully edit these in post now so <laughs> we'll make it whatever it needs to be uh that's gonna do it for tonight for medicity dmj i am lunar thanks for tuning in this evening and we'll talk to you next time till then <laughs>